out of the flow of the crowd and waited. He did not want the fool calling his name in front of all of these people. You're the drug artist, the reporter drew them aside. A daisy smile bloomed on his obsidian face. Case? Cain? He tapped the skull plug behind his ear as if to dislodge the memory from his wetware. Cage. And this? The smile became a smirk. Your lovely daughter? Cage thought about punching the man. He thought about walking away. The girl laughed. I'm Wynne. She shook the reporter's hand. Name Zomboy, Wiltshire Stringer for Sonic. Have you seen the old stones before? I could show you around. Cage kept expecting the microcam's red light to come on, but the reporter seemed strangely hesitant. I say, you wouldn't by any chance be holding any free samples for one of your major fans. Wynne bit her lip to stifle a giggle and reached into her pocket. I doubt you could tell Tony much about Stonehenge. Sometimes I think he lives for this place. She produced a plastic bottle, shook some green capsules into her palm, and offered them to the reporter. He took one and inspected it carefully. No label on the casing, he fixed his suspicion on Cage. You're sure it's safe? <laughs> Hell no, said Wynne. She popped two of the capsules into her mouth. Very experimental. Turn your brains to blood pudding. She offered one to Cage, and he took it. He wished Wynne would stop playing these twisted games. We've been eating them all day, said Wynne. Can't you tell? Gingerly, the reporter put one in his mouth. Then the red light came on. So you're a devotee of Stonehenge, Mr. Cage. Oh, yes, Wynne was babbling. He comes here all the time, gives lectures to whoever will listen, says there's a kind of magic to the place. Magic? The lens stared at Cage, had never left him. Not the kind of magic you're thinking of, I'm afraid. Cage hated looking into cameras when he was twisted. No wizards or human sacrifices or bolts of lightning. A subtle kind of magic, the only kind still possible in this overly explained world. The words rolled out unbidden, perhaps because he had spoken them before. It has to do with the way a mystery captures the imagination and becomes an obsession, a magic that works uh, exclusively in the mind. And who better to contemplate mind magic than the celebrated drug artist Mr. Tony Cage? The reporter spoke not to them, but to an unseen audience. Cage smiled into the camera. In 1130, Henry of Huntington, an archdeacon at Lincoln, was commissioned by his bishop to write a history of England. His was the first written account of a place called Stainenges, where stones of wonderful size have been erected after the matter of doorways, so that doorway appears to have been raised upon doorway, 
and no one can conceive of how such great stones have been raised aloft, or why they were built there. The name derives from the Old English stan, stone, and hengen, gallows. Medieval gallows consisted of two posts and a crosspiece. There is no record of executions at Stonehenge, although Geoffrey of Monmouth, writing six years after Henry, describes the massacre of 460 British lords by treacherous Saxons. Geoffrey claims that, as a memorial to the dead, Uther Pendragon and Merlin stole the sacred megaliths known as the Giant's Dance from the Irish by magic and force of arms and re-erected them on the Wiltshire Plain. The Merlin theory of Stonehenge's construction, while certainly true to the spirit,